millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Killer One. My name is Vody, and I am your host, and I am recording um, in a very unusual place. It's not where I normally record. Uh, as you could probably tell, the podcast is a little late this week. Um, by a little late, I mean that it's nearly a week late. Uh, on last Friday, we had a vacation planned, which we're currently on, and I underestimated how much stuff actually needed to get done to get this podcast out during that time. And I had something lined up and it kind of fell through and, and, but I think we're going to be able to salvage it. And it actually ended up being a, a bonus. Cause I, I might, I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to jinx it. I think it might have two cool things instead of just one cool thing to share with you guys in the coming weeks. So anyway, underestimated how much work I needed to do before we left for vacation. And now I've underestimated how much work I needed to do on this podcast. This show, I sorted through hundreds of articles this week. We narrowed it down to 25-ish, maybe a little bit more stories. And it's I have over 13 pages of notes. So it's a today's going to be a very big show. Now, um, we drove up to San Jose because it's cheaper to drive for four people. We drove up to San Jose to visit Sierra, uh, who's my daughter, if you don't know. And um, had a great time there. And then we are driving to San Diego to um, go to a um, baby shower for some friends of ours. So all really good things. But we stopped about halfway, which is in probably a little bit more than halfway in Santa Barbara to just kind of take three days and just hang out with just the four of us, my wife and my two kids. And it's very difficult to explain to your family that you are on the computer because you need to get a podcast out versus, you know, why you're, why you're not spending time with them. It's just, it, it's a, it's a very hard argument to win when you're, when they're like, Hey, we're playing a card game. Why are you on your computer? You can't just say like, well, I really got to get this podcast out, you know, cause my kids don't understand that this is something I do weekly. I mean, they understand it. They just, they're like, well, I'm more important than your stupid podcast. And they're probably right. Anyway. So I'm in a house that is very creaky is very loud. I, I, we think that it was built sometime in the 1800s, maybe early 1900s, but it is a very alive house. There's lots of creaking. You could probably hear my wife talking in the next room. It is not soundproof in any way, shape, or form. You will hear, or you may hear cars driving by on the freeway because it's close to the 101. 
you may hear um, the ocean right now. It's pretty calm, so probably not. And you may hear a train every now and again <laughs> blowing through here. So anyway, I apologize that this episode is so weak, so late. It's also probably weak. <laughs> uh, the things you say, but you don't think you meant to say them. Anyway, I apologize this episode so late. The episode I'm recording right now, I don't want to add more confusion to this already long talk, is last week's episode. The episode I'm going to record in a few days is this week's episode, and then I hopefully will be back on time with uh, the episodes on Fridays or Saturdays, because I know I've been really pushing them to, off to Sundays. And then I have two things that I like this week, if you will indulge me. The first, uh, Karen, Patreon supporter, she recommend, recommended myev.com. So if you're looking to buy a used EV, go to myev.com. I briefly, as we were driving up to San Jose, my wife was driving and I was on a hotspot on my phone. I briefly looked at it and it actually looks like a very usable site. I searched for a Model 3 and I got one in Miami. I don't know if they're all in Miami. I think the company's in Miami. Anyway, myev.com, which is a great URL. The next thing that I like this week is Tesla. Now, I am a Tesla customer because I have a prepaid lease solar system from SolarCity. I have two of them, actually. One is 10-ish years old, and the other is 7-ish years old. And one of the things with SolarCity, when we, when we leased the panels, it's for 20 years, is that if anything went wrong in the 20 years, they just come out and replace them. So Tesla came out and they did an inspection because we had some problems. And some of the panels that we had, I think we need to have like six or seven panels replaced. Some of them just, they weren't working as well as they're supposed to. So they are going to replace them with more efficient panels and we're going to increase our electricity production, but we don't pay more for the lease because we paid that all up front. So that's pretty cool. And when we moved from our old house to our new house, we paid $1,500 for Tesla to move both systems and install the panels. But they stored them until we were ready because we had to put a new roof on, which is also very cool. And then when they put them on our new house, they actually added several new panels. So from a customer service standpoint, Tesla's customer service is fantastic. They let us know in November that they were going to make this change and they said, somebody will probably call you in March. And sure enough, I got a phone call and they're like, hey, we're going to do this. It's a new month. So I want to thank our Patreon supporters. I want to thank Don, James from Canada, Mark, Ian, Cameron, Leon, Nate, Chip, James from the United States, Dale, Karen, Ryan, and Sierra. Thank you very much for supporting the show. If you would like to go and support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and you can do it there. The $1 level, you get access to the Patreon feed. You get a sticker and a thank you card from me. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 level, but you also get access to the Kilowatt Slack where we talk about electric cars and whatever. Everybody has their own little thing they like in there, and we just kind of chat about it. Personally, that's one of my favorite things about the show is the Kilowatt Slack. All right. In the Patreon exclusive content which we always talk about at the end of the show. We're going to talk about Samsung's new solid-state lithium battery technology. That's just a teaser because I I do these things so poorly, I transition so poorly. Some people think that I just cut a part of the show out. That's just a teaser for what uh, the Patreon supporters are going to get this week. All right, let's get to the main part of the show. LG has acquired a 22,000 square meter manufacturing plant to produce battery cells. And we've talked about 
legacy car makers who use LG Chem as a supplier for battery cells. They've had to slow down or stop production due to battery cell shortage. We don't have any further information at this time, but this is good news for LG Chem and the auto manufacturers that use LG Chem. All right, here's our next story. The state of Colorado is very close to passing a bill that will allow EV makers sell direct to consumers. I think it's passed the Senate and just needs to pass the House. Maybe it's vice versa, but it's real close. If it hasn't already passed, I'm sure that it will. In our next story, we're going to talk about Volkswagen. Volkswagen has given us some details on the ID4. Originally, it was called the Croz, C-R-O-Z-Z. Production will begin later this year. Initially, they're going to be manufacturing the rear-wheel single-motor version of this car. The dual motor will follow in 2021. The ID4 will be carbon neutral via carbon offsets, and it will be sold in Europe, North America, and China. Since we're talking about VW, let's talk about the ID3. The ID3 is going to come in three trim levels the ID3 Pure, which is a 45 kilowatt hour battery. It'll be 126 horsepower. It'll have a range of 200 miles or 330 kilometers. It'll sell for 30,000 euros or 34,000 US dollars. The Pro, the ID3 Pro, is a 58 kilowatt hour battery, 146 to 204 horsepower. Let's see, the range will be 260 miles or 420 kilometers. It'll sell for 35,000 euros or 40,000 US dollars. The Pro S is a 77 kilowatt hour battery or has a 77 kilowatt hour battery, 204 horsepower, 550 kilometers or 341 miles. No pricing details, but my guess, based on the information that we have on the other vehicles, that it's going to cost about 45,000 US dollars or 40,000 ish euros. I have a relative that we saw in San Jose, not Sierra, a different relative, and she has a Volkswagen e-Golf, and she got a screaming deal on it, apparently. She recently purchased it, and she hasn't owned it for very long, and she loves it. Effectively, she said, with all of the incentives and the rebates and all this stuff from Volkswagen, and plus she had a Volkswagen diesel, so they bought that from her. It was a Volkswagen Golf diesel. It was one of the cars that was involved in Dieselgate, so they gave her money. So basically, she got like an Eagle for less than $15,000 after everything was all said and done, which is great. All right, well now we're moving on to our next story. Hyundai will soon produce, be producing the Kona Electric at its plant in the Czech Republic. Hyundai plans to produce 30,000 Kona Electrics at that plant a year, which is pretty nice for the European market. Um, I think I just gave away some details. This will help the Hyundai reduce the wait time and triple the Kona Electric's European sales. So that's pretty cool. Hyundai also produces the Hyundai Kona in South Korea. They are expected to produce a total of 80,000 Kona Electrics in 2020. I'm really happy to see that Hyundai is supporting the Kona Electric. I think they could probably build more and sell more. I really think that the Kona Electric is one of the most underrated EVs out there. That includes the Kia Soul Kona Electric. They're effectively they're really close to the same car. And then there's so many are so many auto manufacturers out there that just they don't see that there's demand for EVs because they don't make compelling EVs. So they justify building a crappy EV and not supporting it in any way, shape, or form. 
And they say, nobody wants an EV. We'll just continue to build gas cars. But Hyundai seems to be doing it right in this particular situation with the Kona and the Kia Soul. In our next story, Lucid Motors will sell the Lucid Air direct to customers. And I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. To aid in this strategy, Lucid Motors will have some fancy retail spaces similar to what other EV manufacturers are doing. So here are the first locations for the showrooms, and some of them, if not all of them, will be open this year. New York City, Miami, West Palm Beach, Beverly Hills, San Jose, Los Angeles, Orange County, and I think that's it. I can't help but notice that Phoenix isn't on this list. They are building the car in Arizona, and yet Phoenix didn't make the list. There is so much money in Chandler, Gilbert, Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, and yet Phoenix doesn't make the list for additional showrooms. Uh, Ridiculous. And in our next story here, Neo is partnering with Intel. Now, Intel acquired self-driving technology company Mobileye a few years ago. Once upon a time, not long ago, Mobileye was the self-driving technology powering Tesla vehicles. The companies parted ways not long after a Tesla owner was killed in the United States while using autopilot in a Tesla. Now, Intel acquired Mobileye, and now we're going back to modern-day times. Intel's acquired Mobileye. They want to create a fleet of robo-taxis that will utilize, boy, hard to talk, utilize Level 4 autonomy. Neo's going to build vehicles that will feature Intel's self-driving technology. Neo had a similar deal with a separate, different company, but I can't quite remember what the details were. I just can't remember what it was. Off the top of my head, this is a great thing for NEO because Intel has a vested interest in keeping NEO um, successful or at least afloat. NEO needs Intel's support and Intel needs an auto manufacturer that has a really cool product, but the company itself is flexible and willing to work and integrate what Intel's doing in terms of full self-driving. Kind of as a side note here, Neo sold 700 EVs in February of 2020. That's not a great number. Hopefully, this Intel partnership will give Neo a push in the right direction. Okay, our next story is all about Nikola Motors. Nikola Motors is going public. They are merging with Vecto IQ and will be listed under the stock ticker symbol NKLA. Vecto IQ is a terrible name, but they have something to do with self-driving technology. You know, I went to their website, and it's not that great of a website, and it looks like somebody just took buzzwords that surround autonomous driving, and they loaded them into a cannon, and they shot that cannon into a wall, and then they took the words that stuck to the wall, and they made a website. From what I understand, it looks like this company already had a path to the stock market, and by Nikola merging with them, Nikola gets publicly listed sooner and they, they don't have to do all the, or a lot of the legwork. It's kind of how, that's that's how I think this whole merger is working. Cause I don't think Vectol, Vecto IQ has product. I could be wrong here. They might have a product, but man, their website's terrible. And I couldn't find a lot of information about them. Okay. Let's move on to our next story. GM and LG Chem have been working on a low cobalt EV battery cell. And this is GM's baby, from what I understand. And LG Chem is just kind of assisting them in some way. 
GM says that it's going to be using a modular cell that will be used in vehicles of different shapes and sizes. So they won't be using the cylindrical cells like companies like Tesla use. Their goal is to put the largest cells possible in the smallest area possible. So what they have is they have these flat battery cells that are layered. They have 20 layers in each uh, section. Each layer is equivalent to one cylindrical cell. And this battery pack, the whole system is going to be called Ultium. GM says the new battery will have 60% more energy capacity than what's currently being used with the Chevy Bolt. Now, it's interesting that they didn't compare their new battery technology directly to what Tesla's using currently and what percentage it would have more or less than that cell. But GM and LG have managed to reduce the cobalt needed by 70%, which is pretty amazing. Now, sticking here with GM, GM's CEO, Mary Barra, said EV adoption needs to shift from regulation-driven to customer-driven. To that, I say, produce an affordable and compelling EV, sub $20,000 in the U.S., and it will. EVs are out of the price range of a lot of people. Even used EVs are still more expensive than what most people would consider affordable. So many of the people I talk to anyway, they're getting used to the idea or they're open to the idea of owning at least one EV. Car manufacturers just need to make them affordable and compelling. And one little last thing here about GM in general. Now that they've developed this cool battery technology, they are going to be producing some pretty cool cars. But I... I, I don't think any of these are going to fall into that compelling and affordable category so we got the bolt ev they have the bolt euv the gmc hummer ev truck the gmc hummer ev sut all these letters after these names uh the chevy mid-sized euv the cadillac lyric suv which is going to be delayed because of the coronavirus two buick suvs evs the Cadillac Celestic, which will be of these, will be EVs. Chevy EV pickup and make another Cadillac SUV EV. You know, I have to give GM credit here because out of all the major U.S. auto manufacturers, or just U.S. auto manufacturers in general, I guess there's not that many of them. GM seems to be the one making the biggest moves toward EVs. Now I'm talking about legacy automakers here, not you know EV only automakers. All these companies have paid lip service to EVs, but GM seems to be making genuine moves towards electrification, at least of the you know U.S.-owned auto manufacturers, not like Volkswagen or anybody else that builds a car here. I'm, I'm actually talking about legacy automakers that are shifting towards EVs. GM seems to be the most serious about it, at least at the moment. Let's see here. Quick little update. Uh, Right now, Tesla owns 80% of the EV market in Australia, which is honestly not surprising. I have another story. I have to find it here. They put in the wrong place. Okay. According to Elon, or Elon on Twitter, Reverse Summon may be released soon. So what Reverse Summon will do is it'll drop you off at your destination and then go find a place to park. And uh, I think this is pretty cool. I can't wait to hear all the doom and gloom stories that the media is going to talk about. And it's a pretty cool feature. Tesla has sold its one millionth EV, and it's a red Model Y. So that's pretty cool. Tesla should start shipping Model Y to customers this week. 
the Model Y configurator is up at Tesla.com. So I configured one, and but just based on what was available. So I configured what I wanted from what was available, and it came out to $53,990. That did not include the long range. Obviously, let's see. That was a long range with white interior. Did not include full self-driving. This is outside of my price range, so not something I could afford. But while we were in San Jose and driving on the freeways, I set a little bounty for my kids. I was like, okay, if you see a Model Y and we confirm it's a Model Y, I'll give you $5. If we can get a picture or a video of that Model Y, I'll give you $10. And if we can get video of the interior of a Model Y, I'll give you 20 So as you can imagine, both of my kids are seven. We had a lot of false positives, mostly from my daughter because she's super competitive and likes money. The game quickly became annoying and not a lot of fun to play for me or my wife. In our next story, Tesla is looking for a location for a new Gigafactory in the United States. Elon says that they're looking for a location in Central USA. That's what he said on Twitter. That leaves out Phoenix. I don't think Anyone would consider Phoenix Central, but it'd be really nice if they build a gigafactory in Arizona for Arizonans. It'd be really nice for Arizonans. People in other states probably don't care. Um, Our next story, Fred Lambert of Electric bought a 2016 Model X 90D for $30,000. So if you were to go to Carvana.com and try and buy that same car, you're going to pay $67,000. So how did he get it so cheap? Well, first, it's got 400,000 plus miles on it, which is really impressive when you consider the car is four years old and it's 100,000 miles a year is insane. So why would he buy a car with such high miles? Well, first, Fred is Canadian and he wanted to drive the car around while he was in the United States. And second, he thought it would make a great story for electric, which it would. And third, and this is just me saying this, not Fred, but he bought the car from Tesloop, and Tesloop is a company that allows people to travel back and forth from Southern California to Las Vegas in a Tesla. Tesloop does a great job taking care of their vehicles. The battery for this vehicle was replaced at 325,000 miles. So Fred got a great deal. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing the third reason why he bought this car was a great deal. Like, you, you get a company that takes really good care of their vehicles, and then the battery was replaced, you know, 75,000 miles ago. You're, you're in good shape. Also, this is a kind of a testament to how well Teslas are built, because, you know, 325,000 miles, pretty, pretty great. Uh, I did put a link, or I put the video, the YouTube video, up of Fred talking about his Model X on patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And you can go there or support kilowatt.com and you can view it for free. You don't have to be a Patreon member to do that. In our next story, a Tesla customer asked Elon on Twitter for what seems like a very obvious feature, but it's not something I've ever thought about asking or even thought about. Basically, unless someone is sitting in the driver's seat, the Bluetooth for the car will not activate. So let's pretend you're talking on the phone to somebody. It's usually an important phone call or maybe an embarrassing conversation that you're having or whatever, you walk up to your car and all of a sudden you don't have, you're not talking on your headset or your AirPods or whatever you're talking on. 
because everything transferred to the car, but you weren't ready to get into the car. And God only knows who's hearing what's going on, you know, outside. They're hearing the conversation, but it's outside the car, or at least they're hearing one side of the conversation outside the car. So this feature is actually quite handy. And I can't believe I didn't think about that. That's a, it's just a really, really good feature. Let's see our next story. Tesla is offering an infotainment hardware upgrade for older Model S and Model X vehicles. This will make the touchscreen faster and feel more up-to-date. Some of those older Teslas, the infotainment center, it felt a little sluggish, especially, especially to today's standards. It will give the Teslas Sentry mode. They'll be able to stream Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and Twitch. They'll be able to play video games. For owners with full self-driving, they'll get the driver visualization, so you'll get to see where the cars are coming up around you, so that's a nice feature. They'll get faster internet browsing. One negative, though, is it will remove SiriusXM for some reason, which I'm sure if you're a fan of SiriusXM, you don't want that to happen. At the moment, Tesla's only offering this to a few lucky owners, and it's invitation only. There is a catch. It's not free. You have to pay $2,500 plus tax to get the the upgrade. Tesla is releasing a track package for Model 3 Performance Dual Motor All-Wheel Drive Model 3s. I feel like I'm talking in circles there. So here's what you get when you order track package. You get new wheels and tires. You'll get four 20 by 9 zero G performance wheels. You'll get four 245 by 35Z R20 Michelin Pilot Sports Cup 2 tires. You'll get four tire pressure sensors. That seems like that should come on every car nowadays. Tesla logo on the center caps and 20 lug nut covers. You also get new brakes, front and rear performance brake pads, and track-focused brake fluid. Which, to be honest, I don't, I don't, this is not something that sounds like it would be for me. I, I don't care that much about track mode or the track package. But this package is going to set you back $5,500. So the total price of this vehicle will be $62,490 plus tax. Pretty spendy Model 3 there. It'll also be very fast. So with this, Tesla also released an update to track mode. So now we have track mode version 2. And Joey Klinder of Teslarati gave us the top 10 features, according to him, of track mode. And the first one is the visual display. So this gives you information for closed circuit driving. So you get battery temperature, tire temperature, and then what's happening uh, with the car in certain areas of the car. You also get a G-force meter. This is a live G-force measurement and visualization. I'm sure that's really handy for people who like to race their cars. You're going to get a post-drive cooling feature, which prevents excessive heat from damaging the battery and other critical components, which I would imagine is probably very important. You'll get variable power splits. So you can split or change the amount of power that comes from the rear wheel drive or the front wheel drive. So you can set it all the way to the rear or all the way to the front, depending on what you're doing. Or you can just kind of set it somewhere in between. You just toggle these settings on the screen to get this accomplished, which is actually, I find that to actually be pretty cool. There's custom track settings. So if you're used to racing a certain track and you've dialed your Model 3 in, 
you can just save those settings, which is pretty cool. There's 20 stages of traction control, which I had no idea. I thought there was probably maybe one stage of traction control. But you can really customize your driving experience based on these 20 stages. The AMG, the Mercedes-Benz AMG GTR, which costs $160,000, only has nine different stages of traction control. And that was, at the time, a huge number for a vehicle. You can also move regen to only the the rear wheels only. I'm sure there's a reason for that. There's a built-in lap timer with a customizable start and finish line, which actually I think that's probably the coolest feature. And then there's a compressor overlock, which runs the Model 3 cooling compressor um, at an increased rate just to keep the battery cooler and the vehicle cooler itself, the components around it. This also puts excessive war air on the compressor, so just be aware of that. All right. We're getting close here, folks. Tesla battery day is set for April. So batteries are a key component for any car company. Tesla, along with its partners, have made huge strides in battery technologies for EVs, which is awesome. If Tesla can get the production of battery cells, if they can get that cost below 100 kilowatt hours, which is rumored that they've done or they're they're really close. They've They've either solved it or they're just on the cusp of solving it. And I'll just give you an idea. In 2010, the cost per kilowatt hour was $1,100. It's currently around $156 per kilowatt hour, which is a huge improvement. So when you compare the $1,100 kilowatt hour battery cell and the 156 kilowatt hour battery cell, right now the batteries are cheaper, but they're also more energy dense and they're smaller, um, which makes them more energy efficient. So this is this we are moving. In 10 years, we have made significant strides in battery technology. And all of this ultimately leads to better profit margins for car companies. So that leads me to my point. Battery day is important for Tesla, but we currently have a problem. We have the coronavirus pandemic, which by and large, not a whole lot of people in the United States have confirmed cases of the coronavirus, although not everybody's going to get diagnosed with coronavirus who has it. But, you know, the NBA, the NFL, or excuse me, the NBA and the NHL have all suspended their seasons. The United States has limited travel into the United States from uh, several countries in Europe. The New York Auto Show was set to be in April, and they've rescheduled that to August now. You know, presidential candidates are eliminating crowds at their debates. Whole companies are saying just don't come in, stay at home. Is Tesla going to cancel Battery Day or are they going to repurpose it or reschedule it? Elon thinks that people are overreacting. And believe me, some people are overreacting. I just spent a vacation in San Jose, Santa Clara County, where all of these, a lot of these cases were reported in California, uh, we took precautions and we didn't do, you know, we went out to eat and stuff, but we didn't do anything stupid. Didn't go into areas with large crowds or anything like that. But, you know, we could have been infected. We don't know. But we tried to make good decisions while we were out and about. And we washed our hands frequently and we also used, you know, alcohol to clean our, our hands. So all of that, we don't think we were exposed to anything. And we're not worried about it, to be honest with you. But... 
Tesla's having an event and they're giving tours inside their New York factory and they're having people come in from different parts of the country, at least the United States. The question now is what is Tesla going to do? Because no company wants to have an event and then 300 people or 50 people or 10 people get the coronavirus. That's not a good thing for any company. So are they going to cancel it? I don't think that's likely. Are they going to reschedule it? Um, maybe, but instead I think they're going to do some sort of live stream event that, cause they're already going to live stream in any way. And they just won't have people walking through the factory. What they'll probably do is they will put together some videos that are highly produced and pretty. And that's how we will get to see them or experience that presentation. And honestly, that's how most of us are going to experience it anyway. All right, everybody, that's about it for me. It's been a really long show, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry I had to record on my AirPods because I had some technical difficulties with my mic. I can't remember. I started this recording this thing so long ago that I didn't, I can't even remember what I said at the beginning of the show. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. You can go to Twitter and follow me on Twitter. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital, or you can... Oh, that's my email. My email is Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And then on Twitter, it's at 918digital. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm going to let you go before my brain implodes. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being patient. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.